Welcome to the Picture Book Look Podcast. I'm Kim Chafee. And I'm Kirstie Call. Together, we'll share some of our favorite picture books and chat with their creators to explore the journey from story idea to bookshelf. We'd love you to join us as we take a picture book look. Do you dream of creating picture books that will change a child's life? Learn how to write the story only you can tell at this year's Picture Book Summit. Join John Klassen, Juji Morales, agents, editors, and more on October 2nd, 2021. Visit picturebooksummit.com to register. Feeling stuck in your creative journey? Needing to change your narrative? Everything you want is possible. As a therapist-trained life coach for creatives, I'm excited to help authors like you create clarity and build self-confidence so you can achieve your dreams. Kirstie can help you get the drama out of your life and into your art. Visit kirstiencall.com. That's K-I-R-S-T-I-N-E-C-A-L-L.com and register for a free consultation today. Hooray! I can't wait for us to work together to get you where you want to be. Hey, Kim. Hey, Kirstie. Do you ever listen to Christmas music in the summer? Absolutely, all the time. <laughs> I love Christmas music. Five golden rings. <laughs> okay, so actually in this case, it's seven golden rings plus three oceans. Math is so much fun. I agree. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Today, we have a special episode because we are featuring two books written by Rajani LaRocca and illustrated by Archana Srinivasan. Seven Golden Rings tells a math-inspired story, and Where Three Oceans Meet takes the reader on a multi-generational journey. We are excited to talk with Rajani, Archana, and their editors, Cheryl Klein and Courtney Code. Let's talk. We want to start with you, Rajani. Where did you get the ideas or sparks for Seven Golden Rings and Where Three Oceans Meet? Seven Golden Rings started from a logic puzzle that one of my uncles told me and my cousins when I was a kid. It was kind of the central puzzle that became the heart of Seven Golden Rings, but it was just a logic puzzle. So I wanted to build a story about a boy who needed to solve this puzzle for a very important reason. And that's where that started. And then Where Three Oceans Meet started because I had a conversation with someone about a trip I took with my family, um, including my grandmother, to Kanyakumari at the very tip of India. So the trip was, it had more people than just my mother and my grandmother and me, but the moments that I remember the most were with my mom and my grandma. So that's why I wrote that story. That's beautiful. That's so special. I love that both of these books spark from family experiences. Yeah, that's a lot of where my writing comes from. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> it's always a great source for inspiration. That's wonderful. Cheryl, we'll go to you next. What was it about Seven Golden Rings that made you want to acquire it? It spoke to a lot of things that we look for both at Lee and Lowe as a company and that I look for personally in the books that I edit. 
It's a book with a strong STEM component as it talks about the binary numbers and the logic problem of it. We're always looking to find great math books, you know, mm-hmm. clever math picture books that both teach big concepts and are written at a picture book level are really hard to come by. That's true. And, uh, <laughs> and so when I read this, I was like, oh, wow, here's one that actually does it. And in fact, it won the Mathical Prize for it. Wow. Ooh. Congratulations. <laughs> because Lee and Lowe, a lot of our books go directly into schools. Like teachers are always looking for books that can help teach these concepts as well. And then for me personally, I really love the fact that it had both a strong structure as Bagat moves through figuring out all the different layers of this problem and all the different directions it goes, and also a strong emotional component as he is figuring out where his real strengths lie. You know, are they in music or are they in figuring things out and how can he bring all of that together? So it was a satisfying emotional story. It was satisfying aesthetically, you know, like mm-hmm. in, in the way yeah. it unfolded very nicely. And it was a great curriculum story. And when all of those things align, I think for the picture book writers out there, like that's often like the gold standard, the bullseye. You yeah, know, absolutely. Your company, it works for an editor and it will ultimately work for readers. So many layers that resonate with kids and adults. Yeah. I love how... There's those math concepts in there, but there's also the story. Well, I believe Rajani submitted this to our new voices contest. We have a contest for unpublished picture book writers. And she submitted it a couple of years before I started at Lee and Lowe. And when I brought it to our editorial meeting, one of my fellow editors said, oh, I remember this story. And she had liked it, but I think it hadn't been developed with like the emotional piece quite where it was in that earlier draft. And and also this editor, she and I have slightly different styles. Like she's much more like magical realism inclined and Mm -hmm. I'm much more structure inclined. And so when I read it, like I could, I love the structure and I could see like, oh, this is what we can do to illustrate it. And that wasn't so much her vision. Sometimes it's not just the company, but sometimes it's the particular editor in the house and what speaks to them. Definitely. How people respond to something. I, I mean, oftentimes STEM elements that's how you discover them in life too. You're just going along living your life. And then you're like, oh, that was actually a math problem that I had to solve. Or right. like, isn't that interesting how the plant grows like that? Maybe I should go figure out why. And that's so important for kids to realize and notice. And they can, right. I love that. So Courtney, what made you want to acquire where three oceans meet? Oh man, so many different things. This is really a gold standard picture book for me as well, to borrow from Cheryl's language. I love multi-generational family stories because they can be both so specific and so universal. And Where Three Oceans Meet walks that line just so well. It took me on this journey to places I'd never been. And then also just so like almost viscerally reminded me of my relationship with my own mother and her mother. And of course, Rajini, you excel at your craft. And so the writing just captured me from the very first page. And then another important piece for me is visual narrative. And I could just see that sunset and wanting to bring that to life, wanting to work with Rajini and an illustrator to really just bring that to the page and to young readers who couldn't make this kind of pilgrimage themselves was really sort of the driving force for me. It's beautiful. So you both came upon the same illustrator. So Cheryl, we're going to start with you first. Can you give us a look into how your illustrator selection process works and how you came across Archana? I started at Lee and Lowe in March 2017. And for about a month, I didn't have anything to edit. So I decided I would start compiling 
a big file of diverse illustrators. So oh. I just basically spent the day looking for illustrators, which, by the way, is a fabulous way to spend your time. That sounds lovely. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a thing I have to be really careful about now, because like if I am in the hunt for an illustrator, it could easily like take up half my day. Just, so I think I came across Archana while I was in that month-long period and being like, oh, wow, this person is amazing. I had bookmarked her as like, this is somebody who I'd really like to work with. And then when I read Seven Golden Rings, I was like, oh, wait, Perfect illustrator. I know just who this is. And that's another thing for the picture book writers out there. If an editor has an illustrator in mind that they want to work with and they find a manuscript that's perfect for it, that like kicks our interest in acquiring the manuscript up to the next level mm. because we have a vision for it. We know how to sell this vision. We know how this is all going to come together. It makes our jobs a lot easier because we already can like see this book unfold. And that makes it easier for us to like if we have to go through an acquisitions process, like make our sales staff see how the book is going to unfold. So Archana was really just like the icing on the cake after I read this manuscript. <laughs> it was clear. Like the moment I saw Archana's work, I was just like, that's amazing. That's the exact perfect person. So well done. And, and I will say also in this case, like for this manuscript, the reason I wanted Archana was because like your work combines such a beautiful combination of like really vibrant colors and very precise lines, which felt very important for our math picture books. And yet very warm, emotional feeling. Right. That combination of precision and warmth can be a hard one to find, but it was perfect for this manuscript. And, and obviously you had the background where you knew all of the cultural details already. Like it couldn't have been a more perfect thing. Yes, absolutely. Courtney, how about you? Can you give us a look into your selection process? Absolutely. This is one where I didn't have the name. I hadn't seen Archana's work yet when I read the manuscript, but I had that sunset vision, right? That was the image that I had in my mind. Anyone who has read Where Three Oceans Meet knows that India is really the fourth character in this book. It's sort of, you know, the three women and India and their relationship to each other. So I knew I wanted someone who had a relationship to India, a really strong relationship to bring the story to life and someone who could draw that sunset. <laughs> and definitely the warmth in the character was another thing I was looking for. And that's when we found Archana. And I actually didn't know that Archana and Rajani were already working together really? on Seven Golden Rings wow. at the time. And Rajani, <laughs> when I sent her the email, was like, oh, yes, 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 please pitch this person. <laughs> I already know how amazing she is. So it was kind of just a perfect storm. That's awesome. So Archana, your illustrations are stunning. Thank you. <laughs> We want to know what made you say yes to working on Seven Golden Rings and Where Three Oceans Meet. Seven Golden Rings, as soon as I read the manuscript, what appealed to me, I mean, there were two things. One was that it had this folktale-ish kind of feel. And I am very fond of folktales. I'd always be interested in illustrating one. So I thought it would be quite a challenge to figure out how to visually present the math aspects of it without making it boring or, you know, extremely <laughs> mm. dry. So yeah, that was it for Seven Golden Rings. For Three Oceans, I mean, the minute I read the manuscript, it just resonated so strongly for me because, you know, interestingly, it was interesting for me to hear you say, Courtney, that it reminded you of your mother and your grandmother because that's, I think maybe that's what happens to anybody who reads it now. Because yes. yes, that yes. happened with happened. me too. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> Little things like running and catching that she talks about, those are, I don't know how to explain it. Those are very alive memories for me from my own childhood experience and these are things that I take for granted because I live in India and these are all everyday things for me but when you see it in a manuscript then suddenly it comes alive in a different way it is a very special book for me it's beautiful definitely a powerful synergy between the art and the words for both books mm -hmm. so thank you Archana yes Rajni it's your turn 
What was the writing process like for these two stories? Was it similar or different? Were there any particular challenges along the way? It could not be more different because <laughs> Seven Golden Rings was one of the first picture books I ever wrote. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. So it was one of the books that taught me how to write a picture book. Right. And I was always trying to do a lot of things with this manuscript. When I first wrote it, I didn't know what it was supposed to be. I was like, is this a picture book? Is this a chapter book? Like, what the heck? Like, I don't <laughs> think it's a middle grade novel. I was like, what is it? I have no idea. It went through 70, seven zero revisions. Yeah, <laughs> before it finally sold because I didn't know what it was about. I was wandering and wandering and had no idea what was going on. And it just took some time mm -hmm. and I figured it out. And I was like, oh, how does a young person figure out binary numbers in ancient India? Like what in the world? He's not a mathematician by, you know, by training. And then I was like, that's it. He's musical. And he sees an analogy between music and the math puzzle that he has to solve. And then I was like, aha. We had like one more revision in between when Cheryl first saw it and when she acquired it. And that kind of framed the story as, by the way, this Raja is really sweet, but he doesn't like math and that's a problem. <laughs> and then here's the boy who is going to save the day. And how about for Where Three Oceans Meet? What was the writing process oh. like for that one? Where Three Oceans Meet was like, I was writing in a fugue state. Like once I got the idea, I was like, oh, and I wrote it. <laughs> And I mean, I think it was like among the fastest things I'd ever written because I feel like that story was inside my head and it had to come out. So I did a few revisions with my critique group. It was pretty late in the process where I kind of uh, seized upon the central metaphor of that book, which is the braid that is like the three women who are, you know, stronger together. Beautiful. And um, the biggest problem I had with that book is that every time I tried to read it at my critique group, I would cry. So. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I need to, I need to calm down about this book. Um, but we sent it out and Courtney actually came back with, you know, an R&R, &R, a revision request. And I have to tell you, her editorial notes were so on the mark. I was like, this is exactly what it needs to be. And, you know, I already love the story. And then I was like, wow, if I do this, I think it's going to actually be the story that I want it to be. And so that was incredible. And I don't know, I was still in a fugue state, I think, because I think we got her notes and I like turned it around in like three days or something. I was like that. I was like, here, here it is again. <laughs> and so <laughs> it was a pretty wild ride. I love that. That's great. Well, that leads us into the next question. Courtney, can you give us a look into some of those editorial notes for Where Three Oceans Meet? Similarly, this is one of those books that just like the flow was going and Rajni and I just connected and it was great. I think that R&R &R may have been the only edit we did on the text, oh, which great. is exciting. Sometimes when I'm having like a hard creative day, I think about that. I'm like, you can do this. You can edit books. <laughs> I think the, like what needed to click into place from the submission I read to the submission that ultimately we acquired was just this sense of immediacy. And I don't know if we shifted the tense or shifted the point of view or both, but it was just this, like the characters are here, the emotions are here, bring it a little bit more forward for the reader. It was simple and clear to me. And it was just so much fun to read this text and just see it. I meant to have Rajini send it back in like three days. I was like, who is this person? I <laughs> Super um, exciting. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, Cheryl, can you give us a look into the editing process for Seven Golden Rings? Almost all of our edits on that involved either pacing or 
line edits, which means just like changes at the word level, more or less. At Lee and Lowe, we create PDF layouts for the whole book with the text set at approximately the right type and the, at the right trim size and set in the right size of type. And that way the illustrator knows how much room they have on each spread to figure things out. But that also involves like setting fairly early on, like, is this going to be a 32 page book or is it going to be a 40 page book? And that's the thing we can speak later, but you know, we try to get it fairly clear for the illustrators for sketches. And so I remember making like huge printouts of here's the 32 page version. Here's the 40 page version. Here's a 40 page version with like the back matter spread over this many number of pages. <laughs> and then sitting there and reading through them all on my desk, like trying to feel like which one feels right, mm, you know? Wow. And so how do you distribute the text? How does that each work out? And then we, as we got sketches, we made some further tweaks as we went along, maybe like adding a line here or cutting a line there. And then finally, the last thing was just editing that back matter because I'm an English major. I'm not a math person. And so, so like I read it multiple times. Um, we, we played with the diagrams multiple times. I remember sharing it with several other editors in my office and being like, do you understand this? Is this clear to you? Because <laughs> I feel like if you could get a bunch of children's uh, picture book editors on board with this math concept, then you're going to be clear. Sure. I was talking to a writer recently and I was saying like, Basically, a picture book is like a string of beads. This is my new go-to metaphor. And every <laughs> I love it. Let's hear it. <laughs> and every bead has to be its own self. It has to be kind of whole unto itself. And that's each spread. Mm. Each, each spread is a bead. Every bead okay. has to be whole unto itself. But then they all have to add up to make a pretty necklace, more right. or less. And so you want each one to sort of curve into the next bead as it goes. Oh, that's a great metaphor. <laughs> that is a great metaphor. <laughs> nice. Pretty. Yeah. I love that. Okay, Archana, can you give us a look into your illustration process for both of these stories? Was it very different or was it similar? I mean, in terms of the, like the actual medium and the technique of illustration, they were the same in the sense they're both digitally illustrated. I mean, I make my sketches with pencil on paper and then for the final art, I work digitally. That's the same for both the books. But my approach was very different for each of these books in the sense that the thought process and the way that we choose the images and uh, those things were very different. For Seven Golden Rings, I took a little bit more liberty with the way the characters look. Like I had more fun, like made them slightly more cartoony. Even though there is an emotional layer to the story, you wouldn't call this an extremely emotional story if you compared it to Three Oceans, for example. So where I use more of the colors and the color palette to kind of indicate the mood and the tone of certain parts of the... And of course, the challenge, of course, also was how do you show the mathematical aspects of the story without making it very dry? The other thing was there were quite a few parts of the story where Bhagat is thinking. That's all, you know, like, and how do you show thinking multiple times without getting it to be boring? So that is a thing that we had to figure out. For Three Oceans, again, <laughs> interestingly, I had a similar kind of experience as what Rajini described. It just rushed out of me. I connected with it emotionally. And like she said, it brought tears to my eyes as well. Like there were points when I would look at the, like once I've done the thumbnails and I would look over it and it really touched me inside and I would just uh, tear up. So it's there's something about this book because it's doing its own thing through us is what I would say. You know? <laughs> I love that. It's so interesting to hear about the same author and illustrator right. working on two different books in two very different ways. I love that. So we have one more question for each book. We'll start with you, Cheryl. When someone reads Seven Golden Rings, what do you hope they feel or learn? 
I hope they feel delighted altogether. Because that's the way I felt like the first time I read it, both by the first time I read the manuscript, I felt delighted by like, oh, look how beautifully this comes out. And then I felt delighted by the new knowledge I gained (laughs) about binary numbers and things. And then I feel like Archana's illustrations just had a whole other layer of delight. I hope they feel delighted and informed. I love that. Archana, when someone reads Seven Golden Rings, what do you hope they feel or learn? I hope that it's helpful for children to connect with math in a fun, easy way. And yeah, I hope it brings to them some of the magic of folk tales in ancient India as well. Fantastic. And Rajani, when someone reads Seven Golden Rings, what do you hope they feel or learn? I hope that they feel that we can work our way through difficult situations, that failure is not the end. Such a good theme. <laughs> and that sometimes we succeed in unexpected ways. Okay, Courtney, we're going to go to you next. So when someone reads Where Three Oceans Meet, what do you hope they feel or learn? I really hope they feel this twin sense of adventure and safety. So the book is a road trip. It's an adventure. It's a vacation. But there's also this really great moment where Sejal gets sick and her mother is like running her hands through her hair and Patti, her grandmother, is feeding her sections of fruit and they're all reminiscing. And I just think that spread is like coming home, like this real sense of safety and security. So I hope they're able to feel that as well. Beautiful. Archana? Same question for you. Somehow I imagine uh, what excites me about someone reading this book more than a child. I'm imagining, let's say, an Indian uh, immigrant mom who's, you know, lived in the U.S. for long. If I was that mom, I would definitely break down and cry if I saw this book. Because like I said, these little details that Rajini has woven into this book and that means so much to someone uh, who recognizes them. I'm sure this is going to happen to a parent who's reading it to her child or his child. So that is something that really excites me. And of course, I'm I'm sure uh, children will also enjoy it. Um, But I somehow really feel like it's also going to connect very strongly with the adult who's reading the book. Definitely. Absolutely. Okay. Rajani, how about you? So... I hope that when people read this book, uh, they get the sense that those we love, no matter how far away they are, are still connected to us and that they give us joy and strength. A big thank you to Rajni, Archana, Cheryl, and Courtney for joining us today and giving us a look into the creative process for Seven Golden Rings and Where Three Oceans Meet. Check out the show notes to learn more about Rajni and Archana and their other fabulous books. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you won't miss an episode, and we would love it if you would leave a review. Thanks for listening, and happy looking! Picture Book Look is produced by Kirsty Call and Kim Chafee. Music by James Call.